Tell Me Anything, um, the podcast where I have comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. Super excited today because we've got a spooky episode. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween, which is my favorite holiday. Um, so in honor of that, today's episode is spooky. And joining me, I'm very excited for this guest because she biked across America. She's the co-host of the Happy Never After podcast. Please welcome Mara Marek. Hi, how are you? Thank I'm you for having good. me. Thanks for being here. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? Biked across, you biked from New York City to Los Angeles. Yes. By yourself. Yes, I did. I how, biked. How long did that take you? 59 days. 59 wow. long days. Yeah. I was going to say, well, so we start every podcast with a good confession. I, I guess I kind of gave away yours, <laughs> but, but do you have something good you want to confess? I mean, I, I did bike and we did, uh, we were raising awareness and, uh, and I share my water with your dog. I'm so that sorry. Is my, my dog just started no, drinking no. out of <laughs> her water. I always share my water with my own dog, so it's totally fine. It's so good. I only pointed because I didn't want you to then drink out of it and not notice. Oh, that I would totally that, still drink my water. <laughs> so sorry. Weird? Yeah, he's cleaned up. Whatever. Yeah, he is. He's inside all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it. I biked across the country for uh, domestic violence awareness. That's awesome. And then every city, you, you were telling me earlier, but every city you have a different shelter that the, the funds go to. Yeah, so we, um, 50% of the funds uh, that we raise online go to, uh, we're starting a bike club in New York where... Mm -hmm underprivileged children can come and volunteer and then earn a bike and learn life skills and su and such. Uh, and then the other 50% online go to uh, Safe Horizon, which is one of the largest shelters. But across the country, every show that we did, all the ticket sales went to their local women's shelter. That's awesome. Well, thanks. that's really great. I mean, <laughs> thanks for doing that. <laughs> thanks. I need a, a nap. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry that I, you're doing this podcast. No, no, no. I'm so excited about this. I'm so excited to see you. <laughs> you just came in. You're like, can I sit down? And I was like, yes, please. Of course. I know. I got here and even my best friend was like, let's go for a hike in the morning. I was like, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Do people do that a lot? Because you are very, I mean, you're a trainer and you're very active. And you, even on social media, you post a lot about working out. Are, are, do you, are your friends always like, oh, I'm going to hang out with Mara. I'm going to do like a workout thing. Yes. Every and you're like, I just want a break. <laughs> I know, can we have a glass of wine and sit? <laughs> or just sit? Um, yeah, everyone does that to me. And it's okay, I like it. Um, I love working out. It's um, but it is it would be cool if someone was like, Hey, do you wanna go to a movie theater and sleep inside and there? Down. And be like, Yeah, that'd be so chill. Yeah, I guess that'd be like if you're a comedian and you get off work. Well, you are a comedian, but I mean I'm just trying to equate it to like a job. If you were like a doctor and all day you were doing surgery and then people were like Oh, you want to hey. watch Botched? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can you look at my rash? Um, I'm so glad you're here. Please. <laughs> Give me surgery. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure that does happen, actually, now that I think about oh it. Oh, my gosh. Even, well, I personal train during the day, and then we do comedy at night. Yeah. And all day I get both things. So everyone's like, oh, <laughs> I really want to work on my underarm. And they, like, jiggle oh, their no. underarm pad at me. And I'm always like, um, okay, so eat less? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, people pay me for this. Yeah. Um, or then they're like, uh, they'll do the whole, tell me a joke. Oh, yeah. Like, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. I don't want to. Um, well, so as a personal trainer, I, w I usually ask people, like, how, who, if they have a confidant or someone they confide in, but I imagine, do you get a lot of people confiding to you because you're a personal trainer and do people sort of like open up? Is, oh is my that God. a position where you hear a lot of secrets? Yes. <laughs> I know the most about all of my clients. Like, today, one of my clients, who is like a 45-year-old super executive, like she's mm -hmm. a brand manager for all these crazy companies. Awesome. She goes, I sent my first dirty text. I sent my first <laughs> sex today. I was like, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> I was like, now go jump on that dick. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> wow. oh, Wait, do we have to be clean? People guess so. No, no, no. Okay. No, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I mean, I think my mom listens to it, but that's fine. Oh, hi, mom. I told her not to. Okay. <laughs> It's so supportive. That's so nice. <laughs> um, well, no, that is funny because I feel like I'm so open sometimes where like, even like the other day I got like medical news and I wanted to be like, I need to tell everyone. But I was like, no, 
there are certain things you're supposed to like not talk about not even because it's like so serious i'm not like dying or anything but it's like i'm just so used to like if i get any news i'm like the next person i see i'm gonna tell them i just got this news but i think uh a lot of people don't want to hear so much stuff about you because <laughs> then they have to be invested and i think people don't want to always be invested in you i know that's well somebody asked me I got three texts right in a row, like, how is it going? How's your mm-hmm. ride? And I, I was like, well, I haven't gone poop in two days, and uh, <laughs> I can't. I stand up like an old lady. So other than that, everything's pretty good. <laughs> and they're like, okay. I'm like, hmm, all right. I'm uh, just looking for good. <laughs> yeah, I'm over that. I'm over the, oh, I'm fine. How are you? Business. Yeah. 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 No, no breath wasted here. No. I'm over that. This ride has taught me just be authentically you. Who cares? Everybody wants someone to finally tell the truth. So they are, they feel open enough to be able to share their story too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I bet it's because uh, I think comedy is so powerful, but it's like a way for to get at a serious issue. I bet you've like, it's it, the interesting thing is it's like such a serious issue, but you're able to open the doors so people feel comfortable to talk about it, you know? Yeah. It's been it's been a roller coaster of emotion. It's been kind of crazy. It's, yeah. Yeah. But it's, I mean, what what else can we do than laugh? I mean, you if you want to sit home and pity yourself, that's fine. But right. you eventually have to pull yourself out of that. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons I started this podcast, too, because I, I do. We end up talking about more serious issues on this podcast. And a lot of times it's um, people's stories will kind of you know like uh, a lot of times from childhood will sort of like affect how they are in the future and oftentimes like coping is a big part of what we talk about on this podcast but I, I try to like you know as a comedian approach it from a comedic point of view but I do think it's so important to just sometimes untangle things because jokes can get you only so far but just you know a punchline isn't a whole conversation so yeah the fact that you're doing this you're raising awareness because it's such a bigger thing people see like oh it's so serious because she's spending like 59 days doing it it's not just like a one-time show or just one punchline oh i wish it was just one it was <laughs> <laughs> what gave you the idea i know oh, you probably don't want to be grilled about this but i'm so interested in oh uh biking I journey. I used to be a cyclist um, and then I got injured and then um, I've been married a bunch of times mm-hmm. and uh, I mean that's the premise of my podcast is live yeah, life after divorce. Gotta listen to it. It's so funny <laughs> and so, so insane but I love it. We are idiots uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we had a guest on who kind of shared her story and then that led me to sharing my story and kind of mm-hmm. uh, and I was like if anybody wants to write in and then we got thousands of messages wow. and I was like oh man we really have to do something and then I started researching and all the stats and uh, a woman is being abused or an intimate there's intimate partner um, abuse every nine seconds wow. it's crazy and th- this is like it affects our economy by 5.8 billion dollars every year oh, man. Um, there's so many lost uh days at work which i mean whatever that's it's insane so i was like oh man yeah. we got to do something here so then we've been doing it the cool thing mm-hmm. about comedians is we're such a family without even knowing each other right it's insane it's been so cool it is because any city you go you, you sort of have your tribe if you you know find the comedians and it's yeah. like the culture is the same like you know there's always those different types of shows but you can you can uh, equate it to the ones you have in your local town there's always the comedians hanging in the back. I know. Like it's open awesome. <laughs> we don't know how to be amongst the people. So we just, yeah. <laughs> we just, we have to go somewhere and just read our diary on stage. <laughs> I know it's been crazy. And the girl that was driving me is not a comedian. Um, and so it was tough. It was a tough, like relating with her sometimes. Mm-hmm. Cause, uh, we have, a, we always have like a weird different struggle. Mm-hmm. I think communicating um, and being human, and uh, and she she also had a tough time. Like she she ran over me once, and then oh she God. lost me two other times. Oh no, I know, it was crazy. Um, but she tried hard. She oh did no. great. Whatever. <laughs> it's not her oh, strength. You know, she just <laughs> ran me over, but it's fine. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> That's right. You did. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you are here. Thank you. Um, is there anything you would like to tell me today? Oh, you want to talk about a spooky Spooky, story? Yeah, let's go. Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, I had when I was 10 and uh, okay, so my uncle was the dean of West Point Military Academy. Oh, wow. So he had clearance all over the place, like 
uh-huh. that other people couldn't have. And my parents were really lame. So they would take us on one mission trip a year mm-hmm. and then one uh, history trip. So we would learn. What about is a history trip? What we had to do, like, like a book report afterwards. Oh my god! Like we had to learn. <laughs> I know. I remember like the pyramids, nothing. and then you have to talk about mummies, or oh, like we didn't do anything like that cool. We okay. went to <laughs> for this uh, this particular story. We went to Gettysburg. Uh huh. And oh, okay. Yeah. I not, see. Yeah. So my uncle got clearance so that we could stay in the old forts. Uh huh. And uh, my sister and I stayed where uh, the what are they called? The just a regular dudes would stay the military what are they called who knows the hotel the soldiers I don't, I don't no know. not the a barracks? hotel it was no. a barrack yeah okay. we all stayed in the same one but the um soldiers would stay mm. in one room with cots that w- just went all okay. the way down with one restroom at the end so you guys stayed in like a abandoned like yeah <laughs> okay well they keep it up for like for tourists yeah <laughs> so it's not really a place people stay in no, but no, he was no. just like it'll be fun for them to have this experience yes Okay. <laughs> so not many people have access to it, but he got us access. And they there was like an old 50s washer and dryer. And uh, it was, so we were staying the night and then my sister were, everybody was asleep. It was like midnight. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. the bathroom light at the <gasps> end of the, <laughs> yes. I'm already scared. <laughs> it turns on. Okay. And the bathroom, the toilet starts flushing. Whoa. Yes. And then it shut off. And we were like, did we see that what is yes what is happening uh and then everyone saw it it was only my sister and i in the room yeah and then wait uh, so your oh okay wait your parents were in the soldiers yeah we're in uh like the higher officers so they just wanted you guys to be alone (laughs) in this experience (laughs) well they were two doors down okay yes in an officer's room and then my aunt and uncle were in another officer's room uh, okay. My mom and dad, my brother was a baby and he, okay. they had a crib in there for him. Uh, so then it happened again. Then the light just started flashing on and off. So then Whoa. my sister and I freaked out and yeah. we went into my mom and dad's room. But my mom and dad were already screaming. Huh? I know because the picture on the wall was coming off of the wall and it what? was landing on the top of my brother's. Yes. On top of his brother's uh, crib and then going back up on the wall, then coming back down. So my mom's crying and screaming and trying to get my brother out of the crib. And then everybody goes into the kitchen and where your uncle's just laughing maniacally (laughs) like, "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) this is the first time I've actually like normally I would think that he was pulling a prank on us because he is a prankster. But this is the first time I've been like, I've seen him totally freaked out so we all cl- he goes everybody in the kitchen so we all go into the kitchen and then the washer and dryer doors started opening up he's what? like he's like get out of the house get that in the car insane. and he goes around and he picks up all of our bags and he puts them in the car and we just went to a best western <laughs> what <laughs> that's crazy yeah we all just sat there in one room just staring at each other we're like uncle woody tell us that you did this as a prank it was as a prank and he's like it was not a prank. He's like, I don't, I don't know. We're here. We're safe. Let's not talk about it. It was crazy. It was insane. So you stayed in a haunted, we stayed in a haunted soldiers barracks. Yeah. Wow. I know. And then we never had to go on a history trip again. Did you have to write a book report (laughs) about that? Did you write about the ghost? We had to write about Gettysburg, but (laughs) really, your parents made you write a book report after all that. Yeah, they're cruel. (laughs) Oh my god! I know that's so terrifying. It was crazy. Had you ever? I mean, did you believe in ghosts? I didn't. I mean, my mom, my grandma died when I was six, and my mom said that she saw her spirit leave the room, Mm. and. I was I I believed her but also my mom's a little looney tunes like she's borderline so uh (laughs) so I was like "Mm, okay uh but then when I was I mean I still was only 10 right I was like this is happening (laughs) yeah it was crazy it was insane now every time I watch a scary movie I just my eyes don't I don't blink and my eyes just tear I'm like that could really happen that could really happen you guys oh my god had you I'm so curious. I mean, I have so many questions, okay. but but I'm also very curious about the experience itself because I think obviously I've, it's hard with ghost things and supernatural because no matter how much I believe in it, there's always going to be a part of me 
and I think most people, and I don't even know if you have this, but like when you hear someone else telling you something incredulous, like there's always going to be a piece of you that's like, okay, but like <laughs> I have questions. Like, I don't know why that is. I don't know why my brain goes, so was it a prank? Did anyone else have? When I think we're it's just so programmed easy. to think that it could not happen. Yeah. For maybe because if it was real, it means the rules have changed, right? Because we have to go around for our own survival, believing that like the walls I have built in my house <laughs> are keeping me safe from the outside. But if I suddenly just accept the rule that like, no, walls don't matter, gravity doesn't matter, and someone could choke me in my sleep, a ghost, <laughs> I would not sleep, right? <laughs> it would be very hard, even if that was true, to sleep. So I think that's why I have to like, I'm trying to put my own parameters on it. But it, I do, I have been in incredulous situations too. And I do believe that like when you see it, when you explain it to someone, you're like, yeah, that, that was it. Take it or leave it. Like I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah. What did you, what happened to you? Nothing as crazy as that. I just stayed in a haunted hotel room. Um, yeah. The long and short of it was like uh, the door, I guess I'll just, it's a quick story, but it's not that cool. It just was the thing where I was like, it's definitely haunted. <laughs> it was in New York and I, um, I got into this hotel room and the door was, oh, I walked to the bathroom and I hadn't noticed if the door was open. I came back out, the door was open. But, so um, I don't think it was open, but in my mind, I was like, I hadn't clocked it close. So maybe I just didn't notice mm-hmm. it. But in the back of my head, I was like, uh, I think it wasn't. But then I, um, I just was like, whatever, I'll ignore it. Closed it, took a nap. Um, then, oh, and then I was on my, f- the phone with my, wait, what was the order? Oh, I think I took a nap. Oh, I took a nap, woke up, it was open again, and I kind of got freaked out. But it was during the day, so I was like, no, it's fine. <laughs> then I went upstairs to the lounge because I wanted to get out of the room. When I came back <laughs> down, the door was locked from the inside, like bolted, which freaked me out. But then I was able to get it unlocked from outside, like by jiggling my hand in. It was a little bit hard to do, but I could do it. So there is a possibility someone did that, maybe. But it was like, still- that is scary. Yeah, so I was a little spooked out, and I walked in. And then I was spooked. So I told the room because I do kind of believe in ghosts. I was like, hey, ghost, if you're in here, I'm just going to be here for a few days. I don't mean any harm. Like, I'm very chill. Please leave me alone. And I, I did that. And then I left. And then um, I nothing happened for the next day. So I was like, OK, good. It's fine. And then the next day I thought it was kind of funny because I was like, it wasn't that funny that I thought it was haunted. So I was on my fo- phone with my sister and I told her the whole story, like kind of joking, also mm-hmm. kind of trying to talk it out and be like your own crazy that i think it's haunted get off the phone turn around the drawers open Ah! yeah and so i was (laughs) like all right like okay (laughs) like something is up and uh i was really spooked but i i just kind of compartmentalized it i just i just had to because i think i was like i can't live with this fear I don't, I didn't really think it was dangerous. I thought maybe it was just, if it was a ghost, it was being like, I don't know, playful or maybe trying to spook me. But I was like, I don't think it's going to harm me. I also don't know what I would do if it tried to harm me. Maybe they just want their own room back. Maybe they live there. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I should have just left, but I paid for it. And I was like, you couldn't just ask for another room. I guess like, well, I actually asked the front desk. I was like, this is crazy. Has anyone said this room is haunted? (laughs) I was looking for any validation. And they were like, no. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, I think it Good is. Talk. Um, <laughs> I told, I lived here when I lived here in LA, I lived uh in this huge uh mansion and yeah. the guys were pranking me. Okay. And uh I was like, Oh, I, I was like, either I'm getting pranked. I was talking to my mom and I just had her on speakerphone, I was getting ready and I was like, either my room is haunted or the guys are fucking with me and then um i like started putting on mascara and my mom just starts yelling the power of jesus christ leave the room okay exorcist uh, <laughs> did they prank you because you told them the story had you told the story before no they were just like uh, just i lived with um uh, paparazzi oh okay and so they have nothing to do all day gotcha yeah they, <laughs> just, uh, they sold the drew barrymore smoking weed photo oh wow and so they had they were just like a lot of money pot for two years yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got it so they had they had like stripper poles in each of our rooms and <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were just i was like no they're messing with me mom thank that's, you but that's so okay so i'm still like i'm very curious about the story because this happened so early on in your life mm-hmm. did it um i mean how 
Well, have you encountered anything else like that? And did it affect you going into like, like, did you go through periods of being really afraid and you had to deal with that or just sort of compartmentalized it? Um, I, I feel like I've seen, I'm going to sound like a crazy person, but I, I feel like I've seen, like, I thought I saw a woman in, in a window once okay. that wasn't there. And cause I know, cause we were all outside of the house okay. and I looked up and I was like, oh, there's a tall woman there. And then I looked down and I looked back up and I was looking at everyone. I was like, everyone's here. And now she's gone. And I was like, oh, wow. Weird. Uh, so I, but then I talked, I did the same thing where I was like, no, that wasn't, <laughs> I'm, I'm making it up in my own head. Cause I have done ecstasy and a lot of drugs. Mm-hmm. And even then you'd hallucinate and you talk, you're like, I'm hallucinating. <laughs> right. Know? And then when you see something, you're like, I'm hallucinating again. Like that is you're like, oh, well. <laughs> Did I do ecstasy today? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I don't. I I don't live in a lot of fear of anything really anymore. That's I've good. died a few times. Uh, like almost, I've died a few times. I've almost died a few times. So now I'm like, like near death experiences. Yeah, like uh, you've I seen got, the light. Uh, well, I got hit by a car when I was a pro cyclist. I got hit by a car, and like almost died. It was it was real close. And uh, yeah, I've like. I've been shot at, at when I was in car sales. I got shot at. Oh, wow. I mean, I deserve that one. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm like, well, I've lived this uh, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. It doesn't. I'm not really afraid of anything, but I do feel like there's like there's definitely a universal energy and there's sure. definitely something else happening. The craziest thing, too, though, to, to for me in that story that you told about being child is all of your family members saw it because yeah, yeah, yeah. most of the time when people have these experiences, it happens alone or you start to wonder like, did I really see that? Did that happen? Um, but your it whole family saw us. it. <laughs> yeah. and did they all react in the same way? Yeah. Or? We all went to the best Western together in our caravan <laughs> and just didn't want to talk about it after. No. I mean, I grew up in a very Catholic okay. Midwestern family, so we don't talk about anything, but we all just sat there and my dad's like, okay, go to bed. We're like, no (laughs) (laughs) wait so okay the the painting i'm like now trying to imagine when the painting came off it was like not attached to anything it just falls and it was yeah it was like one of those i remember it was yellow flowers and it was one of those um like goldish tarnished frames it was pretty big and it i remember it had like a brown gray background okay and then it would yeah it just came down flat and then it went right back up because it kept wow. hitting the edge of the crib and then going back up. And you guys were like, just leave the baby. It's fine. <laughs> we'll have another one. <laughs> leave him. <laughs> Run. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so and did crazy. you guys hear any voices or anything? It was just. No. Stuff. Wow. Just stuff. They probably they just really didn't want us to be there. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess it's. I mean, I could imagine the barracks of a war. Or like what's what's it called? I'm using the wrong terms, and I'm so sorry for any military people out there. I know. The military base, an abandoned military base, probably has a ton of ghosts. If you believe in ghosts. Oh my god, for sure. Especially in Civil War, bullshit. Do you, you think know? it was a famous ghost, like someone we've read about? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like a few. I think it was just I boys don't think being it was boys. Like a, yeah. <laughs> oh. Those plebes. <laughs> <laughs> They're at it again. Yeah, I don't. I think it couldn't have been just one. Yeah, because it was all it was, happening at once. It was all happening at once. It was a lot of activity. I'm so curious, like, now, because that's the kind of thing where it's like, would you ever go back as an adult to see if it happened again? So I rode my bike past Gettysburg, <gasps> and I was... <laughs> oh, my God. Was like... I'm very freaked out. I was like, just go. Just keep going. Because oh it's in Pennsylvania. And I was like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> they're going to know. <laughs> we came back. <laughs> it's already rough in Pennsylvania. So, yeah. <laughs> I was like, they have Philly and ghosts. Fuck oh, this man. place. <laughs> <laughs> I like Philly. <laughs> but I, that's because I went there one time for Thanksgiving when I had a crush on a guy who lived near there. <laughs> <laughs> that's like your only experience <laughs> yeah you're like i did a lot of research yeah i did a lot of research and, uh, it was technically <laughs> delaware but we went out in, around philly well there the people that when i did my show there punchline you have to work punchline it's the best oh, place okay. on the there's planet one in the bay area 
they donated a lot to oh, this. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was so great. great. And it was packed and uh, so awesome. Um, I'm doing Punchline Sacramento oh, okay. as part of this oh, in great. a little bit. Uh, but <laughs> when I got to Philly and I was hanging out with everyone after the show, they're like, I can't believe you made it through here because they the government sent a drone through across the country and it made it all the way from San Francisco to Philly. But by the time it got to Philly, humans beat the drone huh? up. <laughs> and the project died. Oh, and I funny. was like, yeah, it sounds like Philly. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Philly's Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh was tough. It was crazy. It was yeah. a crazy trip. Man, it's good that, yeah. I mean, it's good that you're doing it before it gets too cold. I know it's so hot here. It's already, yeah, it's funny because I forget about seasons here. I was just in New York, and when I was there, I was like at an office on a Friday, and I was it was pretty empty. So I was like, "Oh, is it summer Fridays?" And the guy I was meeting with was just like, "Uh, it's October." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "Yep, you're right." It's just I, I felt like summer where I'm from, and I forgot. <laughs> you guys have riddle seasons <laughs> i know it's so cold there yeah now. oh that's good i like seasons um i used to do that i relate to you like biking past really fast just like just go just go because <laughs> i used to get the worst anxiety as a kid and i don't know what i was so scared of but i would i was like scared of the dark just scared of stuff but it almost felt like i would feel like, like a presence pre- presence and i wonder because you know kids have these that you hear these spooky stories on reddit where the kids are like yeah, mommy the man and then they're like what the fuck like he's <laughs> like the man told me and you're like what but what i man? don't it may be that those are ghosts but also i do think kids are uh prone to their own anxieties and that can manifest as like things they recognize like a man or whatever um and i used to i didn't necessarily see people but i would definitely like I, we had these long hallways um we lived in a bigger house for a little bit of time when my dad's company was doing well. And the front of the house was like the kitchen and the living room. And then, um, there was like a long hallway with like, kind of like a big dining room table from mm-hmm. one of those, like, it just felt like, you know, like grand and very regal. Yeah. But it was like a long hallway. And then in the inside was all the bedrooms. So all the bedrooms are far in the back past the hallways. And so if nobody, if everyone was in the front, like if my parents had company, and they were like, okay, go to bed. We would have to walk through the hallway alone and like turn on the light in the dark hallway, which would then be fine. But, but, but looking at it from the other side, it was this dark, long hallway. Very to our much bedrooms. The, like the shining. Like the I guess I can't watch horror movies. So I have never seen it, but it scared me. And so I would always do this thing where I just like run through the hallway really <laughs> fast and turn on the light and, ru- and turn on all the lights in the, like my room, my, my sister's room, the, the, the bathroom. And then I'd be like, okay, the lights are on. <laughs> That is, and you didn't, they didn't like mess with you or anything? I, well, I think it did. I got really scared for a long time. And then we had these windows because we were remodeling for almost two years. And so they were replacing our curtains. So when we first moved in, the windows um, looked out over the mountains. So it was private. So they didn't get curtains for a while because they were like, we don't really need it in the kids' room. We'll get mm-hmm. to it. Um, but what I would see is just big panes of blackness. Because it was like, there were no curtains and there were these big, there were nice windows during the day, but at night it was like, there's a huge window of blackness. And so every time I looked inside my room, I would imagine like faces popping up, just like, (laughs) and scared the shit out of me. I was so scared and I couldn't look at it. I just, the anxiety of like, any second now something's going to be like, like, take it like one of those things that they're like watch till the end and it's really just like yes. a monster that pops in your face yeah so i had a lot of anxiety my sister and i used to even oh we called it it's actually very dumb we called it the boyfriend club but it was just a uh, a code name for keeping each other company while we showered because we got so scared I have a oh sister. my god and so one of us would when it was time to shower we'd be like do you want to have the boyfriend club and one person would shower while the other sat outside and we talked about our crushes as a way to like ease the anxiety oh my god and then we'd switch <laughs> but the real fear was that like when you're alone in the shower that's when they come get you <laughs> uh i'm not just playing on your story but my mm-hmm. sister and i would go to the bathroom at the same time but we would go like i would straddle the the bowl and she, like, <laughs> and she would sit in the front wait what <laughs> like you're both I on the seat facing the wall and like my oh legs my up god. And, and she would sit and you'd both pee <laughs> oh my god 
because <laughs> we were so scared of our bathroom. <laughs> so I guess we were. That is, yeah. And I messed with her so bad, and now I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I think that was so cruel because I was like, I left it. Were you older? No, she's older. Okay, but she's like super sweet and very sensitive. Uh-huh. Um, she's so much better than me. But she, <laughs> <laughs> I would. We shared a room. We had the whole attic, and it was huge. And I would she'd get into bed like she uh-huh. was a a, a mummy and she would just like <laughs> slide in and then put her arms across and that's how she would sleep so i would army <laughs> crawl as soon as i heard her asleep and then jump on her in bed and she would always pee oh my and god <laughs> like i was probably traumatizing her right well, <laughs> she's probably terrified after the barracks after the barracks and then <laughs> yes yeah, maybe that's why she doesn't talk to me no <laughs> Well, kids, kids do stuff like that, I think, because you want to test reactions. So if you get a reaction, yeah, you're like, oh, that's so funny. Fun. <laughs> but man, that's so, oh man, I would be so terrified. I don't know what I would have done if, like, at that time of my life, I was already so scared and so believing in that. If that had happened. Ruined. It would be like, see, because <laughs> the way I talked myself out of the anxiety eventually was just, I had to just keep telling myself, it's not real. It's not real. There's no way. And like, I just had to tell myself that because I'm like, otherwise, if there's a sliver of possibility, like <laughs> I'm always going to be fearful. So that's the only way I got over it. Even though in the back of my head, I was like, well, you know, anything really could happen. <laughs> like also, you, you made it through the night, you know, right. it's not like, so it's, it's not like they were trying to hurt you. So you're just like, hey, cool. We're going to share this room, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, but I don't think I was. I don't know if I was haunted now that I think about it when I was a kid. I mean, I just thought it was anxiety. No, I mean the hotel room. Oh, the hotel. Yeah, but as a kid, it was like an ongoing thing. I was fearful for a very long time. And I think a lot of it came from just being a child and feeling unsafe for other reasons. And it kind of manifests as like a darkness. Are you sure no one left you in like a store or something? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. But when you hear those stories, um, the internet makes it real spooky because I also don't know what to believe on the internet because sometimes people talk about their kids saying something and then they, them looking up who lived in the house and then it's like, Oh, the details match up. And that's Mm -hmm. when you're like, okay, gonna (laughs) stop reading now. (laughs) Like that one video of in the restaurant and the guy is sweeping and then Mm -hmm. things are moving and he's like, what? And you like, you know, I haven't seen. Okay. So. I'll send it to you. Oh, God. Maybe you can tweet it out after this. But there (laughs) is. So the guy is sweeping in the back in the kitchen area. Uh And all of a sudden a stool moves (gasps) and then he just stops sweeping and then he sweeps a little bit more and then something else totally moves. But I was like, that could be a fake. But it also he his reaction to it was very real. Oh, wow. (laughs) I was like, maybe it's something because you've been there. Yeah. I was like, it (laughs) could be. I don't think so. But it's also, I think we're like, we are designed to not believe that stuff. Yeah. I see. I I understand that. It's kind of like the whole, you know, when people tell women, I mean, I hate to go to this dark place, but when they tell women, they're like, okay, make sure that you put your keys between your fingers mm-hmm. when you walk into your car and, you know, like to all this like non-rapey stuff, like to keep yourself safe. And as soon as somebody shares a story, they're like, are you sure? You're like, you just gave me all the warning signs and then you don't yeah. believe me that it really happened. Are you kidding? It's the same yeah, thing. That's I think. so crazy. And even the, even the idea of putting the responsibility on the woman to be like, well, don't dress so slutty and do this. It does put this fear in our head that like, oh, it's our responsibility. And so if it happens, it's like, oh, I didn't do well, all the things. Fault. When yeah. really like it's the whole thing is an illusion because it's like we could just be like, men, don't rape. <laughs> <laughs> hey. And then you could just walk home safely. <laughs> I was doing the math, men. And uh, if you don't do the raping, we, we won't be raped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly oh man it's so crazy yeah so ghosts uh if you don't do the ghosting you don't we do won't be ghosting. <laughs> have you ever talked to anybody else who've had similar experiences and like commiserated i haven't really because i have talked about this and even when i've shared it a couple of times like uh no one everyone's like they don't want to believe mm, it. Are you sure? Or they kind of want to believe it, but they want to see it to believe it. Yeah. I'm like, well, I can bring you to my family <laughs> reunion. You could talk to everybody there if you want. Oh, man. Yeah. But it's not, I mean, even if you go to West Point Military Academy, which you should take the tour. It's awesome. Uh, you can feel stuff there. Sure. Like so many people have died there. Yeah. You know? So it's like, there's got to be some energies there. I wonder if that's why New York always feels so suffocating. It's like... <laughs> 
not only just is so it the many regular ghosts. people yeah. <laughs> yeah no yeah you're right it's probably just the regular people they're pretty suffocating <laughs> you're the worst if you try to date there it's horrible oh. <laughs> well, let me just tell you about it <laughs> there's a woman that married a ghost recently what? did you watch no, that no i don't <laughs> it was in florida I don't know where it was. <laughs> now I have to go home and research all these things. But this woman, she said that he entered her bedroom. Oh. Yeah. And then I think they started making love first. And then she decided to make it official. And I was like, oh, okay. Huh. You do you, girl. Interesting. You yeah. I mean, whatever gets you through the I night. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I don't know. It's so weird because I, I really do believe in something, but I also, there's also explanations. And this is when I'm like, well, maybe all of it could be kind of real in a way. Cause sometimes, Oh, I have to tell you about this. Cause I, I don't know. I'm curious what you'll think about this, but this is a little bit exp um, insight into Asian culture and how like a little bit backwards they are with mental health. Um, there's a Korean show I've been watching on Netflix called, Oh my ghost. Okay. And it's about this girl who gets haunted by um, or possessed by a, a ghost who was a virgin. So her whole thing is she wants to lose her virginity because she never did before she can pass on, which is like a funny, silly premise. But the girl who gets haunted um, kind of uh, goes in and out of being possessed. And when she's not possessed, the her boss at work, who's also her love interest, takes her to the hospital to, to try to be like, something's wrong with her. We care about her. What's going on? And the doctor diagnoses her with um, bipolar disorder. Oh, no. I know. And so the whole thing is like, the joke, I guess, which is to me, I'm like, oh, no, that's not a good joke to make. The whole joke is that like, oh, bipolar disorder is like ghosts haunting you. But I don't think it's meant to be funny. I think they're kind of it's kind of written from a point of view of like, we don't really understand Stan. bipolar disorder, but we understand ghosts. And here is a good way to explain it. <laughs> It's so it's crazy. like the stork with yes. babies. Yes. It's so crazy because I'm like, maybe so much of. um. Well, I do think a lot of cultures that really are superstitious are a little bit backwards in mental illness because some of the stuff like hallucinating, schizophrenia, all that stuff mm -hmm. people think is like demons. But I'm also like, what if the, the truth was somewhere in the middle? Like, I don't know. What if bipolar and schizophrenia obviously are real things people deal with? But what if also spirits exist and could be fucking with us? Well, there is a weird link between schizophrenics and um Paranormal. A lot of them saying that God is telling them to do things. Yeah. So they're, I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's so weird, <laughs> but it's real spooky to me to think of it as like, we think of it as these separate things, but there may be symptoms and they're the same symptoms, but there's something going on that we yeah. haven't quite figured out. We haven't quite pinned it down. Yeah. Have I don't you ever know. been to a medium? I've I mean, I've been to a psychic. Okay. Uh, when I was married to my first husband. And when I was like, are we going to stay together forever? Because I was 20. <laughs> what did the psychic say? <laughs> no. <laughs> so Wait, was this the, older, the uh, older, <laughs> older husband? Yeah. I'm sure the psychic who just looked at you guys was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, you're going to be very happy in the future. And I was like, so that's a no. <laughs> I was like, she was like. We talk about happy things. And I was like, oh, this isn't uh, positive. Uh, <laughs> so I do feel like some psychics are, I think maybe it's like a, so I do, I have a lot of, uh, as a personal trainer, I have, uh, being in New York City, I have a lot of Indian clients also. Mm -hmm. And uh, most of them have shamans. Okay. And they talk to them about their future and do the tea leaf oh, reading okay. and stuff like that. And they... They completely believe in that. And a yeah. lot of time I'm like, I want to talk to them. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fun. But I do think a lot of um, psychics and um, fortune tellers and that sort of thing uh, are a little bit replacing, not replacing, but taking that space of what uh, a Western psychologist or therapist would do because they talk about their problems. And oftentimes mm -hmm. the big things come up are like career, love and like family like those are the big three things and health i guess so that's what you talk to a psychic about that's what you talk to a therapist about yeah and uh just in talking it out you feel better so you leave a fortune teller being like i feel better but it's really because you just got to get it out <laughs> yeah you got to tell that one thing that you've just been like putting on the hamster wheel yeah. in your mind to to a stranger <laughs> who's probably judging you <laughs> a lot probably yeah. Yeah. yeah at least a psychiatrist is 
trained to not judge, you know? That's true. <laughs> There's definitely more of a science in that. than, But even some, for- the fortune tellers that are really, like the Chinese ones, they really like study it. So I don't like, obviously it's not the same thing as therapy. I do have a joke about how they do that I went because they didn't have therapists in Taiwan. But but I do think there's something to what they do um, in making people feel better because they, they do study something. Mm-hmm. So I think the ones that are more legit study some sort of art and craft and there's something to it. I don't know what. Like it's not necessarily future telling and it's not really mental health, but there's something about human connection that they've like the ancient art has latched onto. There's um, a psychiatry uh, you can be a union carl mm-hmm. jung uh psychiatrist oh and yeah they're called analysts and they go to this switzerland school and they do dream archetypes yeah which is really cool i went f- to one um when i was with the billionaire forever he sent me <laughs> to therapy a lot and <laughs> it was awesome and uh yeah i would have to write down all of my dreams uh-huh. which i think is like an in-between of mm-hmm. a psychic and a therapist because you're really kind of getting into your anxieties and your dreams and like and I don't mean dreams as in like the things that you think of at night but I'm thinking like your goals and your yeah. aspirations you get into a lot of that just in your dreams right. I yeah it was crazy those were the m- most interesting um, sessions it's funny when people send you to therapists because it used to be i feel like when you watch 50 movies from the 50s it, it's like a bad thing to be like you need therapy and people send you because they're like oh my wife she, she she's a little off a rock she needs to go to therapy but the truth is like then you go and you get better and then you're like oh now i can leave the toxic relationships that were holding me down i know his <laughs> therapist had told him that we weren't right for each other and so he's like i think if you go to this other therapist that he's recommending it'll fix you so that we will be right for <laughs> other <laughs> oh no i know and then i just became strong enough to leave him so yeah it, it didn't work out <laughs> well i'm glad you you left him it sounds like you're in a much better place and i got all this cool therapy for and free you, you know, know? Therapy for free. I, I know. know i love therapy it really has helped me work out so many things oh, sometimes gosh. i have to be careful about like how much i've learned and like i start telling the people that like i've like i'll t- i talk to my mom about this I mean, she listens to this, but I'll talk to her about um, stuff I learned in therapy about her. And then I have to be like, I'm not mad at you. It's just like I learned, I, like I entangled this thing from my past that was hurting me. And then I'm like, oh, people don't always want to hear yeah. so clo- when it's so close to them. Sometimes you have to like back off a little and be like, I'm just going to deal with it on my own and then come back and be well, nice to you. <laughs> I met when I was in San Diego, I met with one of my friends as a therapist and I was telling her why I was doing the ride. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, you know, my mom was very abusive and she goes, yeah, I, you know, I know your dad and uh, he was abused also by your by your mom. And I didn't know that. Like, oh, I, wow. I wasn't aware of that. And she uh, she told me that it would be really healthy because like all as a child, I was like, why didn't you just take us all away from that? Like, right. leave, have us leave. She goes, I think you sh- you need to tell him that. And I was like, you know think i want to tell my dad that he raised us wrong you know like uh-huh. that would hurt him don't you think that that would like, it depends because it's i think um if it's for your i think it depends on your intention i don't think it should ever be um because you want something out of them like if you're at a place in your journey where you're still trying to get a reaction from them then i think you're not ready to tell someone something yeah. but i think if it's to tell them because you want I, yeah you know i struggle with that because i i am much more like forthcoming with saying things mm-hmm. but i i try to wait till i know that I've dealt with it and I'm not w- looking for a reaction. Yeah. Because when I'm at a point where I'm like, if I'm looking for them to validate my feelings, then I don't think I'm ready to tell them because then how they react will affect me mm-hmm. as opposed to being like, I've learned this about myself and I want to share it with you because I think it'll make us closer and it'll build our connection more. Then I think that's like a, maybe a good reason to say it. Yeah. I think sharing is always important your emotions, but yeah, you do have yeah. to have the right motivations behind it. Well, I learned a new thing. I mean, it's not that new, but I kind of a, a big thing I learned in therapy is like uh, self-parenting. I don't know if you've ever worked on that, but no. it's the idea like a lot of the insecurities we have as adults uh, come from the insecurities we have as kids. Um, basically, the relationship with your parents, whatever you are lacking is kind of what is going to affect your relationships in your adult life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of us, if we're lacking more, might take longer to get to a healthy relationship because we're constantly seeking these relationships where we are seeking love instead of just being in a healthy place. Or like fixing the past. Yeah. Cause we're yeah. trying to figure it out and work mm-hmm. it out. But, um, 
But as an adult, you learn you can self-parent, which means you don't need that from anyone, which is hard to learn because that, that lacking feeling kind of follows you. You're always like, well, I just, if I just get to a place where I have enough, then I'll, then I'll start. Mm -hmm. But the truth is like, oh, you always have enough. It's inside you. And so you never really need to be like seeking someone to validate your feelings. You can just kind of pat yourself and be like, you did a good job, Teresa. <laughs> like, I love you. Like you can't, it sounds so silly, but once I learned that. I now in my relationships, I'm like, oh, I love myself. I don't need anybody else. And it's been so much easier to set boundaries with people because even if I like someone, if they're not giving me enough, I'll just be like, well, I like you, but you're not giving me enough and I deserve enough. So now I'm not attracted to this relationship. Whereas yeah. it used to be like, they're not giving me enough because I'm not enough. So I need to do more to get it. Oh. which is the wrong yes thing, but that's how it used to be yeah so anyways that's helped me a lot I don't know <laughs> I think that's why I got married all those times because <laughs> I was like sure I'll just do whatever you want because that's what you want right yeah and, and then eventually like what do I want what do I want yeah I still exactly. sometimes do that like when I want to break th things off of people I have to be like oh is this a good time for them <laughs> And I'm like, wait a minute. I do think about They're like holidays and <laughs> birthdays. I'm like, is it far enough away from their birthday that I yeah. can still <laughs> But the thing is, breakups kind of suck no matter what. So if you know you're going to break up just with someone, do I think it. you just have to do it. There really isn't. I used to try to like approach breakups or any conversation about status, like defining relationships as like a, like a negotiation as like, okay, let I'm going to say what I want and I want you to agree. But now I'm like, I could just say what I want and that's just what I want. And if you don't agree, then I'm walking away. So breakups, I used to try to like be like, I'm breaking up with you and then wait for them to agree. But it's like, sometimes they don't agree. <laughs> sometimes they're they usually don't. not going to. And you just have to be like, all right, peace. Like, sorry. <laughs> I know. God, I usually just wait until I'm like at the explosion level. And then I'm like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Because then you feel like you build towards it. It, it is hard yeah. starting from zero to be like, like, how was your day? Good. Well, I thought about this for two weeks and I <laughs> will and they're like, wait, what? Why didn't you mention this sooner? <laughs> I know. So, Life is tough. Yeah. Oh, Just man. talk to your ghost friends. Talk to your ghost <laughs> friends. Well, I'm so glad you shared that story. Um, I have a quick little game. Do you oh, want to yeah. play? Okay. It is, uh, it's based, um, it's a little spooky game. It's called The Fearful and Famous, and it is a game about celebrity fears. Uh, loosely <laughs> along the theme. <laughs> I always write very silly games. They're, they're pretty okay, silly. Good. I was like, oh, I hope they're It's not very scary. Um, they're just going to be, I'm going to tell you a fear, uh, a celebrity, a famous person. Uh, that's what a celebrity means. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell so you wise. something that they're scared <laughs> of and then give you multiple toys and you have to guess which one's correct. Okay. Cool. Very easy. Some might say, uh, I did this very last minute. Okay. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> number one, which celebrity has chlorophobia, the fear of clowns? Was it, is it A, Johnny Depp, B, Brad Pitt, C, Jeremy Renner, or D, the cows from the Chick-fil-A ad? <laughs> I'm going to say Jeremy Renner because I love Jeremy Renner. <laughs> so you think he's scared of clowns? Yes. <laughs> um, the answer is actually A, Johnny Depp. No, um, he wasn't. He dresses as a clown. Johnny Depp. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> he could just look in the mirror. Maybe he's really afraid of himself, and that's why he doesn't love the people he's with. Yes. I, I mean, Maybe be kind to your wives. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, also, Daniel Radcliffe and P. Diddy are apparently also afraid of clowns. Who's not afraid of clowns? I know. They're probably. so scary. Yeah, they are pretty <laughs> scary. Um, number two, which celebrity is afraid of raccoons? A, Whoopi Goldberg, B, Pierce Brosnan, C, Katie Holmes, or D, Airbud. <laughs> Airbud. <laughs> That's your answer. No, no. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. The answer is C, Katie Holmes. Oh, yeah. I knew it was one of the white people. I can't imagine. <laughs> They're probably not any scarier than the fake marriage who is forced to procreate a child in, right? But... <laughs> She got a nice house out of it. That's true. I do I it for that too. Well. I hope you're doing okay. Katie. <laughs> <laughs> She's dating Jamie Foxx. It's great. Oh yeah. Huh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, who's afraid of butterflies and holes? So holes like the tryptophobia, which is fear of like a bunch of little holes. This person's afraid of butterflies. Like and a, a Nike watch. Yeah. You know, like cheese or sponge. Like, um, some people are afraid of like a lot of little holes. Oh wow. Yeah. So is it a Cardi B? B, Alanis Morissette, C, Kylie Jenner, or D, Big Bird. That's why he retired. I'm going to say Kylie. Correct. It yes. is Kylie. Yes. 
Yeah, she I guess I had milk for the first time, so... Oh, yeah. I was assuming it was She's her. afraid of butterflies, because I guess she doesn't trust anything that blooms naturally. She's probably like, I'm if you don't get work done, then I don't trust you. <laughs> I'm sure she's, she's also beautiful naturally, but anyways. Naturally, we... I'm trying you know to... What you know what? Like I know. I try... Well, because I get... I, like, try to be, like, make a joke, and then people get mad on the internet because I'm hating on women. And I'm not. I love women. Kylie's a pop icon who... Chose to get work done. So I yeah. think it's fair game to I've had a lot of work done to make so. a little joke about it. Yeah. <laughs> and she looks hot. It's still work for her. If I had a lot of money, I'd get my boobs in. I would do that <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Number four, which DJ, this is the final question. Which DJ is afraid of heights? A, DJ Khaled, B, Calvin Harris, C, Tiesto, or D, my middle school dance DJ. He was afraid of his own success. That's why he stayed mediocre his whole life dealing drugs to 13 year olds. Oh, you just wrote these? These sound hand, these sound very crafted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's say Khaled. Correct. Yes! You got it right. Yay. You got two out of four. That's 50%. That's great. Yeah, he's he's not afraid of hitting the top of the charts. Am I right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wrote these very last minute. All right. <laughs> Doesn't he like not lift his son up because he's afraid of that? Oh, well, you know, he like only got on an airplane for the first time in like 10 years when he had a son. And so he's really scared of fights and well, flying. He's large. Uh, yeah. But that doesn't I mean, mean maybe anything. Planes maybe are strong. He didn't want to do like the two seatbelt thing. Oh, true. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it's maybe a bad experience. That's true. So maybe he just played it off as a fear of heights. There you go. I think it's just like a two seatbelt thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't afraid of roller coasters. I was just wasn't lo- allowed to get on them when I was a kid. <laughs> Were you really afraid of roller coasters? Uh, I was scared of the Indiana Jones ride the first time I went. Like, I made my dad wait in line with me all the way to the front, and then I couldn't go on it. Oh. And then I just got off. Because you were too little? I was too scared. Oh. You got all the way off? We got all the way to the front of the line, and then I was too scared to do it. (laughs) That's a good dad. Yeah. I feel bad for dads everywhere. That probably happens all the time. (laughs) It probably does. They're probably like, I wanted to go on that damn ride. Yeah, they're like, this is the one five minutes of the day that I was excited for. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> fucking kids. <laughs> well, thanks for doing the show. Tell us uh, where people can find you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Mara Merrick or through my podcast, Happy Never After. I should have named it happily. I didn't. It's Happy Never After. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it. Awesome. And you can follow this podcast on Instagram at Tell Me Anything Pod and support our Patreon, patreon.com slash Tell Me Anything Pod. Thanks for listening. Bye.